all these things that we took for granted. What's going on? It's off with DJ Money. On this episode, I'll be covering what my credit card lineup is like and what I do to credit card hack. Hope you guys stay tuned and hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to DJ Money, a place where I teach about finance and how to win with money. I know I've been away again, but this time I actually managed to get the COVID. For some reason, I guess the vaccine didn't work, or I guess it did work because I didn't die from it. So I guess this is me telling everybody, make sure you mask up and wash your hands. As I mentioned earlier, on this episode, I'll be covering what my credit card lineup is like and how you can get started with credit card hacking. First things first, before even considering on doing any credit card hacking, you need to understand the basics of using a credit card. As I mentioned in my very first episode, the interest rates on credit cards are probably the worst type of interest rate that you can deal with in the financial space. So if you cannot manage paying off your credit card in full every month, then don't use it. Only use credit cards when you can manage the payments. Once you can nail that down, this is when you have the ability to, to use credit card hacking and some of the rewards some credit cards give you. Now, the best way to start building your credit card hacking portfolio is to pick up a card every six months or so. And when people ask me which credit card I should pick up or what should be the first credit card I need to pick up to start my credit card hacking portfolio, I typically tell most people to pick up either the Bank of America cashback reward or the Discover cashback reward. And since I said I will be going over my credit card portfolio and what some of the rewards are for my credit cards, I'm going to go ahead and cover some of the perks of the Bank of America cashback reward because that's the first card I picked up on my credit card um, journey. Now, before I go ahead and go over the Bank of America Cashback Rewards card, one thing I would like to point out is to never pick up a credit card unless your current lifestyle makes sense for that credit card. And what I mean by that is you don't want to pick up a card where you are forced to spend more just because you want to get the reward or you need to do something extra or adjust your lifestyle in some way so you could get the benefits of the reward. If it's something that's kind of out of reach, then maybe you're just not ready for that credit card. And I would say a perfect example of that is that is, is the Chase Sapphire Reserve or the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Those two cards are really good cards, but you know, for someone that's just getting started, it may not make sense because of how much you need to spend to get that initial sign-on bonus. 
Now, going back to the Bank of America Cashback Rewards card. Now, that card, you get a 200 cashback sign-on bonus if you spend $1,000 within the first three months of getting the card. And this card, once once you pick it up, you get 3% cashback on any category of choice. So those categories are either gas, online shopping, dining, travel, drug stores, or home improvement um, stores. And you get 2% cash back on wholesale clubs and grocery stores and 1% cash back on everything else. So you you could get a 3 three or 2% cash back, depending on the category, up to about $2,500 spent on this card. So the way I use this card is I typically use this card exclusively for gas. I have it where my category of choice is on gas. And every time I buy gas, I charge this card and I get 3% cash back on that. And the second card, as I mentioned earlier, it's a Discover Cashback Rewards card. And the way that card works is you earn 5% cash back depending on what the calendar cashback rotation is. So for example, right now, the 5% cashback rotation for this card is dining and it's from July to September. So every time I swipe my Discover card for anything that is dining, I get 5% cashback on that. Besides that, I get 1% cashback on everything else. And the only additional benefit of this card is you get a dollar for dollar match for every dollar you earn when it comes to cashback within the first year you have this card. So right now, I use this card just for dining because I have that category of get, earning 5% cashback um, in dining. And another thing I forgot to mention is these two credit cards have no annual fee. So it's free to apply for these cards and it's free to hold these cards. So that's why I recommend them to everybody that is getting started when it comes to the credit card hacking journey because they're free cards to get and you're earning 5% cash back on a certain category or you're earning 3% cash back of your choice if you got the Bank of America card. And after six months, uh, I recommend most people to start looking into the Chase credit card lineup. And after this quick break, I'm going to go over the Chase credit card lineup and what Chase has to offer when it comes to their credit cards and why I think Chase may be the best credit card lineup there is and why most people should look into getting it. Welcome back to DJ Money. Now, let's take a quick dive into the Chase credit card lineup. As I mentioned earlier, I generally believe that Chase has one of the cleanest credit card lineups there is in the credit card space. And my recommendation is once you pick up the the Bank of America cashback or the Discover cashback card, you should really look into picking up one of the no annual fleet fees Chase credit cards. 
And those two credit cards are the Chase Freedom Flex and the Chase Freedom Unlimited. Now, the reason why I don't recommend most people to start off their credit card hacking journey with these no annual fee cards is because Chase is very weird and picky when it comes to approving people when it comes to their credit cards. And the best way to get approved for a Chase credit card is to pick up one of the two card the two cards I recommended initially and build up your credit and show Chase that you can hold a credit card and you can use a credit card responsibly. And once you've proven that, that's when I recommend people to apply for the no annual fee Chase cards. Now going back to Chase credit cards, the first card I'm gonna go over is the Chase Freedom Flex card. This card is very similar to the Discover Cashback Rewards card. And what I mean by that is it gives you a 5% cash back depending on the calendar category, just like the Discover Cashback Rewards. So I actually hold this card and this month, or I guess the month of July to, through September, the category for the, for the Chase Freedom Flex is groceries. So when you look at my whole credit card lineup, I'm earning 5% cash back on dining and 5% cash back on groceries because I have the Chase um, Freedom Flex and I also have the Discover Cashback Reward. So on top of that 5% calendar cal- um, category cashback, the Chase Freedom Flex also gives you a 5% cashback on travel and 3% cashback on dining and takeout and drugstores and 1% on every other purchase. And one thing that's also neat about the Chase um, Freedom Flex is that you get a five, $500 bonus when, if you spend $500 in the span of three months. And the other no annual fee Chase card is the Chase Freedom Unlimited. And this card, just like the Chase Freedom Flex, gives you a $500 bonus if you spend $500 in the span of three months. And this card gives you, just like the um, Chase Freedom Flex, gives you 5% cash back on travel and gives you 3% cash back on dining, takeout, drugstores. And it gives you a 1.5% cash back on all purchases. So if you're comparing the Chase Freedom Unlimited and the Chase Freedom Flex, essentially they're the same card. It's just that the Chase Freedom Unlimited is giving you a 1.5% cashback on every other purchase that's not in the categories. And and the Chase Freedom Flex is giving you a 5% cashback depending on the cal- calendar category of choice that um, Chase recommends for you. So that's the main difference between it, um, between these two cards. Now, one thing that I would like to mention about this card, these both both of these cards is... The play, the long-term play isn't spending the points you earn from these two, two cards. The, the long-term play is actually saving up all the points you earn from either one of these cards and don't spend it. And the, the reason why I say that is because this, all these points roll over if you ever open up the chase, open up a card like the Chase Sapphire Reserve or Chase Sapphire Preferred. Now, these two cards have annual fees, but the sign-on bonus 
is so good. And uh, and I would say it probably is one of the best sign-on bonuses when it comes to all credit cards in the space. And the play is, once you sign up for the Sapphire Preferred or Sapphire Reserve, what you do is you take that sign-on bonus once you uh, get it properly and you combine it with all the points you earn from your Chase Freedom Flex or Chase Freedom Unlimited. So once you get the sign-on bonus from either Chase Sapphire Preferred or Sapphire Reserve and combine it with all the points you earn from using your Unlimited or Freedom Flex, you get all these points and you can use it for travel. And the whole end goal of this play is to be able to travel for free from all the points you earn from doing this credit card hack. So I know it's kind of extensive and I know that I mentioned a lot of things there. And also I, I, I did forget to mention what the, the sign-in bonus is typically for the Sapphire Reserve or Sapphire Preferred. And that sign-in bonus is typically if you spend four grand in the span of three months. So if you spend four grand, when you open up your card within the span of three months, you earn about 80,000 to 100,000, depending on when you pick up the card and travel points. And that's equivalent to about 1,500 to $2,000 for you to use on travel. So once you pick up those two cards, and you combine it with the Freedom Flex or the Freedom Unlimited, you have this, you know, large sum of points you can use for travel. And the end goal of this play is to use it and travel hack, essentially. Now, to kind of wrap up this whole episode, I'm going to go over some of the key points that I mentioned when it comes to travel, um, travel hacking or, sorry, credit card hacking. And some of the key points I would like to kind of reiterate here is Step number one to to picking up your credit cards is pick up a card that matches your current lifestyle. Don't adjust your lifestyle for a credit card just for the reward. It's not worth it and you should wait on picking up a card if you need to do so when it comes to your lifestyle. And number two, when you pick up these credit cards, always pay your balance in full. You don't wanna pay any interest and you don't want you don't want to miss any payments and by paying your statements in full it makes your credit score look a lot better and your credit report a lot better when it comes to borrowing money for mortgage in the future as well as picking up other credit cards and number 3 is start off with the start off with a very easy card that it's very easy to get approved for like the discover cashback reward or bank of america cashback reward and if you're a student I recommend the Discover Cashback Student and Chase actually has a student credit card that you may want to consider picking up if you want to get into the credit card um, hack for Chase. And once you pick up the, the beginner cards and start using them for a couple months or so, after six months, try applying for the more advanced cards like the Chase lineup. And as you progress... You, you may be able to get into cards like the Amex lineup or get cards with like cryptocurrency rewards, like like the Bitcoin cashback rewards that BlockFi just um, re recently released. But those are some of the main points I would like to reiterate when it comes to credit card hacking. Yeah, man, it's just one of those days. I hope you learned something new today. 
and I hope I added some value. Remember, I'm not a financial advisor, and please do your due diligence before listening to me or anything I say in this podcast. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out on my socials, and don't forget to leave a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Peace. I got someone on the inside. I, I, I.